Hey you, yeah you, love the show and want more content? Well now you have the opportunity to help support the show through Apple subscriptions and Patreon. You'll get a shout out on the show and you'll also have exclusive access to not one, but two extra quick take episodes every week. Just subscribe through Apple Podcasts or head over to MultiplayerSquad.com to see our Patreon page. We appreciate the love and support that you have all shown us. Now on to what is sure to be our greatest episode ever. Hello everyone and welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. If you are new to the show, what we do here is release one-hour-long episodes on Mondays where we discuss a particular game or gaming topic, and half-hour episodes on Thursdays where we talk about gaming news. Since today is Thursday, that means that we are here to put on our reporter hats and give our takes on gaming news while also talking about what we've been playing this week. Make sure to head over to MultiplayerSquad.com where you can become a Patreon supporter or you can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, which will help support the show, and it also gets you a couple of bonus Quick Take episodes every week. And also, we wanted to ask you guys to join our free Discord server. There is a link in the episode description. And for anyone out there who's not familiar with Discord, it's just like a completely free, almost like an old-school chat room where there's different channels where you can come meet me and Josh and, and other listeners of the show. There's also channels where you can pop in and do voice chatting and streaming and watch other players stream. It's really just a great way to socialize with other people who like the show. If you're not familiar with Discord, it's actually very user-friendly, so we would highly recommend that you guys come check it out and you can come hang out with us virtually. All right, before we jump into the episode, you guys need to know the players. My name is Paul, and I'm the host of the show. And then joining me, he's taking a break from zipping around the galaxy, looting and fighting his way among the stars. It's Josh. Hey, I got, I got that reference, Paul. <laughs> that was Very uh, nice. that was a direct tie into what I've been playing this week. Yeah, so we always start off these episodes talking a little bit about what we've been playing. Josh, you've been uh, doing some space combat. What you been playing, buddy? Oh, man. I've been playing Everspace 2, which is a, it's in early access. Everspace is one of those games that not many people have heard of, but it is a phenomenal game. It's one of like the most graphically amazing games out there, too, for being out in space. Like It's just gorgeous. And I don't know anybody else that's played this game, which is a shame because it's actually a very, very well done game space combat simulator but they i guess the first one was so popular it was a roguelite type game though which i know isn't everybody's cup of tea so what they did is they turned they took the bones of that game and they turned it into a full-fledged like open world space rpg Uh (laughs) which i mean you say those words together i get excited real easy and i've been putting off playing the early access And then I was finally like, I need something to play, man. Like, we just finished up our Stardew Valley uh, Outer Wilds episode, which we were having to put time into. And so that kind of freed up a little bit of time. So I picked it up. I'm super impressed so far. Like, this, this harkens back to the old, like, freelancer days. Like, almost like X Wing games in a sense, because the space combat's really good. Um, Yeah, I'm impressed, man. So I've been playing that a, a pretty good bit. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I've seen a lot of video over the last couple of years of the first and the second one, but I've never actually played it. Did you bust out your old flight stick that you were using not. for squadrons? No, no? because I, I returned that, Paul. <laughs> oh, did you really? Did We played squadrons that short that you're able to return your flight stick? I did. We did because I... I returned it on like day 29 out of the 30 day return policy. Oh, nice. Which was great because at that point we were done with squadrons and it was like an $80 flight stick. So I was just like, Hey, I got one day left. I'm taking this bad boy back. Uh, you know, quickly wiped off all of the uh, palm grease off of the, <laughs> the thing nice. made it and then returned it and they took it back. No questions asked, man, which was great. But. Um, no, this game, believe it or not, like most space flying games do not seem like they would work very well with mouse and keyboard, but this game has it mastered, dude. I don't know what they do, but it's the most natural space flying combat mouse and keyboard game out there. Like you can play with controller and I'm, you know, you can do a flight stick too, but it's, yeah, it's really, really good, man. I'm only probably five, six hours into it. And I feel like it's just like any other open world RPG. It's starting to like open up and my ship is starting to get cool new weapons and boosters and stuff like that too. Um, so yeah, I've been pretty impressed with it, man. All right. Yeah. I might have to check this one out at some point. Although, like, every Thursday Twig episode, I just keep saying I'm still going through Mass Effect. <laughs> so at this pace, maybe I'll finish. Are you still on two? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm at the very end. three yet? I'm at the very end of Mass Effect 2. It turns out that there was actually DLC that I never played. So that was actually really surprising and a lot of fun. So there's a DLC called Arrival, which is supposed to be played after you beat Mass Effect 2, and it bridges the gap to 3. I played it a little bit out of order. Um, I didn't realize that that was a DLC I had never done before. So that was actually really exciting. But at this pace, I don't know. I'm hoping to finish Mass Effect 3 by the end of 2021. Like, I don't know. I, my work schedule just is not allowing me to play very much beyond what we do for the show still. So it's been crazy it's lately, man. You and I both. I feel bad for, you know, our, our computers sometimes because <laughs> they're lonely. <laughs> yeah. Work's been kicking my butt and your butt, which I know. But you know what would be interesting, though, Paul, is the NBA finals are going on. So I've lost all of yes, my friends yes, that yes, like yes. basketball. Well, because we live in, in Phoenix, which, which you were one of them. Yes, yes, exactly. These are exciting. So, these are exciting days. We've never won a championship here in Phoenix, so we all have Suns fever. I get it. I do not, um, and so I just want all my friends back. So I'll be glad when basketball is over, and then when you finish <laughs> Mass Effect, I feel like you're gonna be like back a hundred percent. Maybe, yeah, because I mean, this is about three hours of game time. You know, twice, maybe three times a week that I'm you know watching basketball. So, yeah, maybe once the NBA playoffs are over, that'll definitely help as well. So hopefully when this episode releases, the Suns will be up three games to zero, but we don't know. This is We're recording on Sunday, so later tonight I'll either be very excited or, or super depressed <laughs> and worried that the sky is falling. We'll find out, because as a Suns fan, you just get conditioned to you know, just get ready for the heartbreaking loss. Yeah. yeah. Other than the Diamondbacks, we have not had the greatest of luck out here in... Uh, you know, whether it's the Phoenix Suns or Arizona Cardinals. All right. Well, Josh, let's jump into some of these news stories this week. The first one that I wanted to bring up is one that seemed very much up your alley. This one's related to Call of Duty Warzone. And if anybody is not familiar with Warzone, uh, it's a free game. I know most people are at least aware of it, but it's a battle royale. It has 150 people every match. 
And the really cool thing that made Warzone stand apart as a battle royale is that if you die, you are not just immediately eliminated, but rather you get put into the gulag where you have to stand around and wait, and eventually you get matched up against another player who was defeated out on the battlefield, and you guys go 1v1 against each other, and whoever wins that match gets to parachute back into the battlefield. Well, Josh, we saw some news this week that a certain YouTuber uploaded a video where he figured out a little bit of a glitch with the gulag. Do you want to tell this the people what this guy's doing? So great, man. I would do this <laughs> in a heartbeat if I could. So this guy figured out when you're in the gulag, part of the part of the experience is when it's not your turn to fight, everybody is kind of up around the the top of the gulag and you can actually watch the fights down below, but you can't do anything. People just run around and punch each other and but it doesn't do any damage or anything like that. Well, this guy figured out a glitch that lets him get down into the actual arena somehow where you Mm -hmm. are not supposed to be. It's only ever supposed to be one V one guy. And he got down there somehow and he could actually punch the guys that were fighting in the gulag and could not get killed himself, which was really freaking people out because if you're in the gulag, you're just, you you know you're you're on your edge of your seat. You're looking for the other guy. And so this guy comes running in. You think it's your opponent and they yeah. start trying to shoot him, but he can't take damage. So he just runs up and starts punching this guy and kills him. And I'm just thinking, this is the trolliest thing ever, man. Like, I would absolutely love to do this. If if I knew how the glitch worked, I would do it 100% of the time because <laughs> it is just absolutely hilarious. Now, oh, I don't know great. what happens if you kill both the, the, the guys that are down there. Um, or if you kill one guy, does the game think that the other one won? I'm assuming once you kill one, it's over. But yeah, the only thing that we know, because the guy said he's going to upload a video in a few days showing how he did the glitch, but normally when you're that spectator, you're invulnerable because everyone punches each other and no one can take damage until it's your turn in the gulag. So this guy's still got that invulnerable, bug, not bug, but buff, down and can just swing away at these guys who are filling him with bullets in their guns while they're just slowly, you know, fully eliminated from the match. So it's a hysterical glitch. No doubt this will get patched immediately once it's figured out how. Yeah, it's kind of game breaking, to be honest. Like, yeah. it's it's only it's very game breaking in the sense that, I mean, when it's your turn to fight, even if you do the glitch, it's still your turn to fight. So you get kind of like warped into the gulag again, I guess, where you are vulnerable at that point. But this is the gulag is a major part of the game and having something like that, because, you know, as soon as this guy shows this glitch, everybody, everyone, everybody is going to be doing that, man. Like, (laughs) it's just going to be chaos. So hopefully they figure it out soon. But it is one of those things that's pretty funny in the meantime. You know, I've never been one to exploit glitches in games the only time i ever did i thought this was perfectly harmless but i actually got a letter threatening to ban me from blizzard but when world of warcraft first released i figured out the first winter they uh, added snowballs into the game so you could get these snowballs and you could throw them at a player and it would knock them over and they would just fall down for a second and then stand back up well i realized that as soon as someone got on a flight path to fly, which was always a couple minutes, if you chucked a snowball at them, the snowball would still keep tracking and fly after like the griffin through the air. And then once it would hit them, 
the game would go to a black screen and then it would auto teleport you to your destination. And so what? I started, yeah, and I totally figured this out on my own with just me and my friends. And I started typing about it in the general chat. I was like, hey, if you guys want to like do your Skip flight path the two quicker, minutes worth of flying, just yeah. chuck a snowball at someone. And then like immediately like a GM contacted me and said, that's an exploit. <laughs> if you talk about this again, we're going to, you know, suspend or ban your account. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. Here, I thought it was just like harmless. This is not like jumping into a gulag and eliminating players. Right. You know, as yeah, cheat. you're just speeding up the like the fast <laughs> travel time. That seems yeah. like a benefit to me. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we're about halfway through the episode, Josh. So let's just take a quick break and hear from one of our sponsors. All right, Paul. You know we love our listeners, so it's time to help them out. You see that guy listening? Yeah, that guy plays games using his earpods from his phone. I know, it's a travesty. Well, we're here to help out. Head over to MultiplayerPodcast.com slash Logitech and see what you've been missing out on. From mice to keyboards to headsets and everything in between, they've got something that's sure to improve your gaming experience. The best part is, they won't break the bank, and since they're extremely high quality, you know they're going to last. Do yourself a favor and improve your game over at MultiplayerPodcast.com slash Logitech. All right, Josh, we are back. There are a couple of games that are coming out here pretty Ooh. soon that we wanted to touch on. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited, too. Well, I'm, I'm really excited for one of them. Uh, one of the games coming out soon is called Tribes of Midgard, and this one actually releases on the 27th of July. So it's later this month, and this one's coming out on PC, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5. But I think the really cool thing about this game is that it's a 10-player co-op survival game, which we love being able to play games with large groups of people, especially with our Discord server. We love being able to host events. But do you want to talk a little bit about what this game looks like? Because this also includes like some Norse mythology stuff, which is right up your alley. Yeah, I I love Norse mythology. And you talk about Midgard, all, all of a sudden you've got my attention right away. What's funny is I did not know that this game existed like two days ago. Uh-huh. Um, somebody in our Discord posted, we have like a, a room where you can post like game trailers and somebody posted in there and I was like, hey, what's this? Like, let me check it out. And I started watching it and instantly I was like, ooh. Ooh, like this game, this game looks pretty good, man. But it is a, yeah, like you said, like a 10 player co-op game where you fight like boss monsters and stuff. You're trying to survive in the world. I guess you have to defend like this central, uh, like statue or something like that. It's, Mm -hmm. oh, it's the seed of Yggdrasil. I think I said that right. However you pronounce it, yeah. Yeah, y- 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 Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil. Y- I can't. I can't. Luckily, it, there's man. no spelling test or pronunciation test in the game. Yggdrasil. There we go. Yggdrasil. That's what I'm going with, Paul. Uh, but I guess it's like the world tree or something, the seed of the world tree. So, but anyway, so you have to defend this. That's your overall goal in the game, and then you send like waves of monsters after you, but it's not like a wave defense game necessarily because people are going out, they're exploring, they're gathering uh, like wood and crystals and stuff like that. Almost like a RTS game. That's not RTS. And there's a bunch of different classes. And then you see everybody like they show a full 10 person group, 
but they show everybody fighting and the combat in a sense almost looks like Diablo. I don't think it's quite as fast paced as Diablo, but I did get a little bit of that top down melee and casting and like just a ton of stuff going on kind of vibe there. So I'm, my interest is severely peaked in this. They show building where people have to like build bridges over rivers so that you can access like new parts of the world and stuff too. So apparently you can build like forts and housing and stuff as well. I got a very Valheim vibe from, from that as well, which again, love that vibe too. So color me intrigued, man. I think it looks like it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. So it's got that isometric Diablo style perspective, but definitely seems to play quite a bit like Valheim. Uh, there are multiple modes. So the one thing that I really liked is where Valheim was like this continuous story that you would just play dozens, if not hundreds of hours. There is a saga mode in Tribes of Midgard that I think is really neat because it only lasts a few hours and players can hop in, they can hop back out. So the idea behind it was if you just want to get all of your buddies together for a couple of hours on a Friday night and bang out a saga, then that's exactly what you can do. So, you know, to kind of flesh out a little bit more about what you were explaining, you are kind of intended to run out and explore during the day and then you retreat and kind of defend the town at night. But what happens is over the course of the saga, the nights become longer and the days are shorter as there's like this impending perpetual night that's on its way. Um, but it also, you know, similar to Diablo, there are several classes. So there's eight classes to pick from. They've got skill trees. You can swap out runes for different abilities. I think the only thing I don't like about this game, I really don't like the animation style. It kind of looks like almost like hand-drawn cell shading animation. And I'm really not into that. But other than that, I am 100% on board with everything this game seems to offer. The one thing that I want to see a little bit more of is is a combat breakdown video almost, like where they kind of talk about that. They show some fighting in the game, but you really can't tell what's happening at the time. I mean, you know, there's a guy walking around with a giant war hammer and he's smashing it on the ground and you see like a little shockwave come out. And it's like, okay, this is neat, but how many skills does each person get? Is it one? Is it two? Is it like seven? You know, like, so I'm very curious to see how the combat plays out in this game. Because it seems like that's going to be a large part of the focus. So if they nail that and the classes and how they interact, I think this could wind up being like a major home run. And like I said, this game's coming out of nowhere as far as I knew and as far as you knew because we hadn't heard about it. And then when I watched this video... And then they're like, hey, releasing July 27th. This is what you and I always talk about, right? Yes, like just a few yeah, weeks awaiting. <laughs> exactly. Like, don't hype this game a year beforehand. Release a video. Let us know about it. Get me super excited because I can tell you right now, two weeks later, I'm picking up this game, man. Oh, yeah. 100%. I am super excited, especially because the only thing I didn't really care about in Valheim was the building type of stuff. And so this game seems to kind of do away with more of that, where you're not building brick by brick these, you know, giant structures. And it seems to be focused a little bit more on the combat because Valheim had really fun combat, but it was rather limited. You know, you had your bow and arrow and you had your primary weapon, maybe a shield. You know, this does have more of the ability based and with having skill trees. So I'm very pumped. If it's anything at all like Valheim, 
Uh, I, I couldn't be more excited. 10 player co-op too. What? Thank yeah. you. Whoever this developer is, thank you. Because we have, I mean, you and I play games together a lot, but we have a larger friend group of probably, you know, seven or eight real life friends that, you know, it's, it's rare that everybody's on at one time, but if they are, it's like people are getting left out of whatever we're playing at that point. So to have a game that everybody can actually jump into is something that we haven't had in a really long time. And I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> Nothing was worse than playing Outriders, which was oh, three <laughs> person groups, and we had five people who bought the game. So it's like you can't even do two full groups, and immediately at least one person's being left out. So oh, it was terrible. Sorry, whoever yeah. you were. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly sorry to Jared. Yeah. Jared's the one who got left out the most. Uh, but yeah, so it's always exciting to have a nice 10 player game. It's, I don't think we've ever had more than 10 people on at once. So that pretty much no. covers our friend. Yeah, group. we'll be fine. Yeah, Valheim, I think there were times when we maybe hit eight or nine at once. So I, I, I really do enjoy that. And then the other major release that's coming out is New World, which we have Ooh, talked about time and again have. on the show. Yep. It's officially releasing on August 31st, but if you pre-order the game, you will have access to the beta starting on July 20th. However, they are going to fully reset all of your progress for release but it at least lets you jump into the game and experience it ahead of time. I am really, really glad for this, to be honest with you, because I actually had to do some research to see because Steam allows you two hours of playtime or two weeks since purchase, if you haven't met two hours of playtime, to refund a game. Right. But I checked, and pre-orders do not count towards that. So as long as you request a refund before the game releases and you have two hours in that of the actual release, you can request a refund. So I kind of like the fact that Amazon's putting its money where its mouth is because you're giving people an entire month and almost a half to try out New World to decide if they like it enough that they want to actually pay the money for it. Or are we going to play this for a month and go, this game's terrible. Hey, I get a refund, no questions asked, and now we know better. So I'm very thankful for that. I, I'm really hyped for this game, which I know is bringing myself major disappointment. <laughs> like, yeah. I've said this before, but I'm starved for an MMO. See, that's kind of funny that you say that. I keep watching video after video of New World, and I've watched videos of these other MMOs. Like there's a game called Crowfall that released here like within the last week or so. And I don't know. I just think the time of MMOs might just be gone. I know how much we loved them back in the day. I love jumping back into WoW Classic. Nothing will ever replace those memories of playing Warcraft. Basically, every day from, for me, from 2004 until 2015, right. you know, I, sp I spent thousands of hours in World of Warcraft. But when I watch these videos of New World, it just... I don't know. It, there, there's something missing for me. I'm not excited. I hope that I'm wrong and it's great and I love it. I feel like there's a 97% chance that I end up refunding this during the pre-order period. I don't know. This game just doesn't seem to have that it factor for me. I, I'm I, not really interested at all. I have to wonder because is it more that we'll never recapture our initial MMO feelings? Like EverQuest for me, World of Warcraft for you... Or is it just that there's really not been another good one that's been out 
since forever. Like for me, the last MMO that I genuinely enjoyed was Wildstar, which is no longer, you know, it's a defunct game. There's no servers for it anymore. Um, and so I'm very curious, like new world is a beautiful game. Like the graphics look really good. I was actually watching a video this morning, like trying to, you know, see more about what's coming up and stuff. And, but what's weird is most of the videos that are out there now are a year old. And if you remember a year ago, they had a beta and it went terrible. And people said, dude, this game is not ready. Do not release this game. And Amazon actually listened to the to the to the players and right. said, okay, hey, we'll delay we're delaying it an entire year. We're gonna work on all this stuff. And here it is a year later. And from some of the beta stuff or the alpha stuff that I've read, people have said, hey, the combat is much, much better now. There's, you know, there's a better inventory system, there's a better crafting system. So they've made these huge strides in the last year. And so I want to be excited. But I feel like I'm with you and that we're going to play this game for like three weeks and then we're just going to go like, yeah, this doesn't scratch that itch, man. And I don't want that to be the case. I really I want an MMO to be able to play with everybody. I love the progression in it. There's so many things to like about that genre. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it's like we're never going to recapture the glory days of like EverQuest and World of Warcraft. So are we chasing that dream well, that's just never going to happen? Or is it just that, hey, there's really not been a good MMO? I think it's both. I'm very concerned in New World that you can only carry two weapons. It used to be three, and they dropped it to two over the course of the last year. And you, I, I don't know the exact terms, but you basically have like your three skills and then you've got like your three other abilities that you can use. And I feel like that's not a very big rotation. I feel like if you're going to play an MMO for a long period of time, I don't know that that's going to quite do it for me. Like one of the things I loved in World of Warcraft, and even World of Warcraft really dumbed this down over time, but you used to have this spell book that had hundreds of spells. And you would oh, yeah. learn like as a priest, I had like heal heal rank one two three four flash heal ranks one through seven and great heals rank one to four and they all would heal for like higher amounts at higher ranks but it also took more mana and there was so much strategy behind okay well i'm going to continually cast my you know one of my lower heals because it's the most mana efficient but in an oh crap moment i'll pop this other ability and when i'm out of mana then i'm going to switch out of the rotation so i can recuperate and this druid's going to pop innervate on me which is only used once every like 10 minutes and you know so it it was neat that you always had these one-off abilities with really long cooldowns new world does not have anything like that it just seems rather limited uh, I don't know that I really see this game having legs, but I'm open to the idea of it. I mean, I hate the fact that I had to pre-order it. I hate pre-ordering games, Yeah, but I'm not going to sit back while you and our other friends are playing in the pre-order. So at least here I can cancel it if I need to, but we'll see how it goes. And that's the kicker, right? Like the, having the pre-order for a game like this is, is everything because we get a month to play it. And if we don't like it, no harm. Right, we get our money back. Steam's refund policy, if you're not over the two hours, is super easy. So that that gives me hope that they they would do that because I think if they thought that this game was terrible, they would not have that, or the beta would just be like the whole like three days before release thing. Yeah, they'd hide you know? it. Right. And so maybe it's going to be good. I don't know either. I'm with you. I'm a fan of the huge like spell book, you know, a hundred different abilities. Now, let's be honest. 
I mean, I played World of Warcraft with you guys. I played a wizard or a mage or whatever a they mage. called it, you know, at yes. the time. And I remember being kicked out of a group because I wasn't casting the three spells that a mage was supposed to cast, like, fast enough in the correct order. And there was all these DPS numbers and stuff. And they're like, your DPS sucks. Your rotation's off. And I'm like, dude, I, like, I'm casting Fireball. What are you talking about, man? And so I'm not a fan of that. Like, to be honest with you, that is something but that's, that... that's all MMOs now. They, they're yeah, all reduced see, to calculators. I don't like that, though. So I don't like when you either. talk about only having six abilities, like, the, on the one hand, that sounds terrible because everybody likes to have the builds, right? Like, that theory crafting and how do I do this? But on the other hand... If I'm reduced to only casting three abilities in a specific order at very specific times to min-max my DPS, that's not fun for me. Yeah. See, I kind of blame Warcraft for this because in the beginning, no one really knew how much DPS you were doing. And in EverQuest, I don't think they even had mods or anything like that. And so I, I really love that Blizzard gave the community the tools to be able to add mods into the game. And a lot of those were great. If you wanted to manage your threat you could actually see a threat meter and you know there were quality of life i'm not a fan of that at all but see then they started adding the dps meters and it just became well if you can't do x dps we're not going to put you in the raid rotation or you can't even join our guild unless you prove you can do this level of dps and it sucks all the fun out of the game it just turns into result-based and so I think that's another reason why MMOs just kind of fail, because everyone's going to min-max gear, they're going to min-max abilities, and there's no longer the discovery along the way. And I think that's what you just no longer have. Yeah. But, yeah. Maybe New World will recapture a little bit, but we'll see. Neither of us have played it yet. No. Our our, our friend Andy played the last beta, and he was not impressed, but he wasn't depressed <laughs> yeah <laughs> either i guess he was on so, the wait and see train yeah i will i mean yeah exactly we'll see how it goes it's coming out very soon though which is kind of nice it will hopefully scratch that itch i mean we've kind of said hey if we can play this for a few months until battlefield 2042 or some of the other games that are releasing in the fall great you know if i can get a few months worth of entertainment out of a 40 dollar mmo I, I like i'm happy with that yeah, maybe it'll just be a stopgap until we have the next great thing. Yeah. All right. Well, that's actually the end of today's episode. Dang so it, that was quick. Th- it, it did really go by <laughs> fast. We have so many stories that we did not touch on at all. Uh, but we will be back with our next full hour episode on Monday. Josh and I will be looking into potential topics for a bonus round episode. We do not yet know what we will be doing. And this is one of the reasons why we want you guys to join Discord so much. We have a whole channel dedicated to suggestions, and we would love to know what you guys want us to cover on the show, whether it's breaking down a certain console or a certain genre or a certain gaming series. You know, come let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And you can also give those suggestions on social media. So you can find us everywhere at Multiplayer Pod. And then once again, as a reminder, to help support the show, head to MultiplayerSquad.com, which forwards to our Patreon page, or you can subscribe in Apple subscriptions. All right. Anything else, Josh? Is that all we got for today? That is it, man. Unless you want to do a whole like hour and a half episode. But uh, no, I think we're out of time, <laughs> <gaming> unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, as much as I would love to talk about Gollum and uh, Razor Anzu smart glasses, we'll, we'll have to put those on the chopping room f- or uh, the chopping floor. Block. The yeah, editing chopping room, editing room floor? Chopping yeah, block? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. chopping block floor room thing. <laughs> Nailed right? it. 
Got it. All right. See you guys on Monday. See you, everybody.